Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And we're doing a Once More With Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Today we're doing Season 3, Episode 20, The, the prom. prom. This episode first aired May 11th, 1999. Written by Marty Noxon and directed by David Solomon. Over to you, Eddie. This is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through, and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. Are you crazy? <laughs> all right. Oh, did I blew my head off for that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You are. So what did you think of this one, Jared? Uh, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, just all yeah, right. It's all right. Yeah. 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 You? you? Yeah, I like. I do like this episode. Um, it the has breakup, but it also has one of my favorite ever scenes in Buffy. Oh, really? What was yeah. that? I can talk about that. A I'll bit talk later. about it later. Okay, so um, it, it, apparently it's SMG's favorite. So there's a bit of a fan favorite. I'm guessing this one uh, on some uh, of the episodes. Not, not really, but I no? understand why it's one of Sarah Michelle Gellar's favorite episodes. Yes. So, but again. Maybe after we... After... Uh, we're still doing a little intro, aren't we? No? <laughs> we're just going to... All right. We're not going to... Yeah, just go straight we're into We're going to go straight it. into All right. Okay. Go so... Get the get the annoying bit out of the get way. Get the annoying bit out of the way, as we do. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think this will be a quick one. So, we'll do our summary. We just want to do the summary. Yeah. Do yep. the summary. At school, Anya asks Xander to the prom. Later, Buffy, Willow, Oz and Xander discuss prom plans and dresses. Buffy's mother, Joyce, visits Angel at the mansion and tells Boo. him that he cannot get Boo. in the way of the buff- of Buffy's future Boo. and that he will have to do something about it. Bad Joyce. Bad, bad Joyce. She's not wrong. <laughs> While patrolling, Buffy and Angel have an argument. Angel tells Buffy that it is unfair for her to be in a relationship with him because of all the things he can't give her and breaks up with her. He also reveals that he will be leaving Sunnydale after the ascension in hopes that Buffy will have a normal life. In a small house, someone plays a video for a caged beast that makes it go wild. At the store where Cordelia secretly works, Xander spots her through the window and goes in to tease her for what he thinks is her spending a long time trying to pick a dress. She reveals that she is working there to save up for a prom dress because her father has lost all their money. The argument is cut short as a beast breaks through the window and kills a boy dressed in a tuxedo. At the library, the gang study the video of the attack and identify Tucker Wells, who used to have a chemistry class with Oz. Tucker has plans to ruin prom night by sending a hellhound to attack the students in formal wear because he was turned down from a prom date. Buffy vows not to let the hellhound ruin the big night and issues orders for everyone to split up and search for clues. As Cordelia leaves work, she finds that her prom dress has been paid for. Buffy returns from searching and orders everyone to attend the prom while she takes care of Tucker. She finds him in his basement and ties him up before he can release the hellhound, but three more she did not know about are already on the way to the school. After killing all of them, Buffy changes into a prom dress and shows up for the dance. Cordelia thanks Xander for paying for her dress and dances with Wesley, while Anya tells Xander of her past cursing unfaithful men as a vengeance demon, and Willow and Oz just enjoy the evening. When the class awards are being given out, Buffy is given an award as Buffy Summers' class protector and is given an umbrella. Angel surprises her by showing up in a tux and they dance. He tells her that he understands that it's an important night for her, but it does not change anything between them 
which she understands. The end. Okay. All right, back to it, Eddie. So, favorite episode? Uh, no, it's my favorite scene, and it is the one where she receives the Class Protector Award. I think I cry every single time I watch it, but I am an overly sentimental person. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this this scene really always gets me in the feels. Yeah, it, it was quite a sentimental scene, wasn't it? The acknowledgement of all the weird shit that's been going on. Which I yeah, so because up until this point, um, you know, all the all the classmates they just never mentioned the supernatural occurrences oh, the, that happened. There've been a few sort of mentions. It was that guy who mentioned the the death rate being high or something like that. What was his name? The Jonathan. No, no, oh, the, the the gay character. The, the oh, closet gay yeah, guy. Larry, mentioned. Larry, yeah. Yeah, he did if mention. There are so many, un, <laughs> what is it, weird deaths. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there have been some slight mentions, but very brief, very brief. Yeah. But also, Buffy didn't realize that people were actually noticing what she was doing. Hmm. But no one ever said anything. No, is yeah. that, you know, she, she actually gets the acknowledgement that she has been absolutely craving because she doesn't get to be a normal girl and she sacrifices being a normal girl doing all of you know she can't go to the game because she's patrolling you know that sort of business yeah (laughs) sacrificing her life to protect others yeah and then countless countless times but then you know getting the acknowledgement that everyone knows what she's doing and they appreciate it like the appreciation from everyone in her class. Um, Hi, how are you? And that they they didn't all just forget because I think that's no. what that's what Giles said. Oh, they rationalise what they can and then they forget what they can't. Yeah, and this might be sort of interesting that the fact that when this was aired, uh, the episode earshot. Had. wasn't aired, the the school shooting or the mm. supposed school shooting episode. Yeah. The extra weight that is put on this scene with him reading that out to the class is sort of missing a little bit and without yeah. you realising what he'd just been through. Yes. So it, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of puts a lot of weight on what, what's uh, been happening and what he says uh, coming from him, of all people. Yeah. Because I don't think he really thanked her initially for saving his life, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Giles is just so, like, he's just the pure father figure in this episode. And the look on his face, I think that also gets me a bit teary. The the look on his face Mm. when he realises what's happening. Yeah. And that, like, the whole class, like, that there were write-in votes, um, about what Buffy had been doing. Um, he just has this look of just sh- he's so proud of her mm, yeah <laughs> and she is so happy in that moment and she gets her you know her perfect moment Buffy yeah. you know she said I don't get my one perfect high school moment and in at that point she does get her high school moment <laughs> yeah good on you Buffy you earned it yeah uh, let's talk about the Buffy and Angel breaking up Okay. Which is the other big thing that happens in this episode. It's probably the A plot, to <laughs> yes. be perfectly honest. They almost did that reversal thing where the the plot of the whole hell demon thing or the hell hounds, 
how yeah. else? It was almost a subplot to that plot yeah, in some yeah. ways. I don't know really how you would define that because because the B plot is actually the stuff with Cordelia and Xander. Well, that could be like the C plot. <laughs> is that the C plot? So he bought the dress for her? Was that? Yes, yeah, yeah. He so he kept talking about his um his travel funds because he's planning on travelling around. Once he finishes high school, Xander's planning to drive around America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he has this money that he's been saving up. <laughs> he buys and, her a dress. Yeah, and he's used that to buy Cordelia's That's dress. That's very nice of him. Um, very noble. And he, co- and he uh, covered for her as well, didn't he? Yeah, didn't tell yeah. everyone what, what happened he, to her. He, he does this. So he does the right thing by her. Yeah. Um, he, and he's it's this act of kindness that you wouldn't normally expect from someone like Xander. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it was the right thing to do mm-hmm. and the kind thing to do. And he doesn't expect anything from it at all. And in that moment, the look on Cordelia's face when she sees him and thanks him, you can kind of see she's kind of forgiven him a little bit for what had happened. Yeah. And not really forgiven, but there's sort of this closure for them. In that moment. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. Because, you know, I think they don't start going at each other's throats anymore from here on out. Right. Like, they're actually really civil to each other. Um, Oh, wow. Because if you noticed in the past, you know, the past few episodes, the conversations that they have with each other are just... Oh, they're nasty. They are yeah. They are really nasty. Vile, yeah. They are really <laughs> vile and nasty conversations. Yeah. Like they're just back and forth with the nasty comments. So it is, I think from here on out they are so much more civil to each other, even though there's only two more episodes left. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this is the closure that they get. Yeah. I think they deserved it too. Yeah. yeah. But also in this episode, um, Zan- Xander and Anya, the first... Yeah, they hook up. I do remember that relationship happening and him marrying her or something maybe even, I think. Might even. <laughs> that might be a bit later down the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's all surprise with uh, Cordelia and them going and him going out. I yeah, had no idea that was uh, a thing that was going to happen. I had no idea about that plot thread. So that yes. was news to me. But I do remember but him being a, with Anya. Yeah. Um, so it is also that moving on as well. Like they are both now ready to move on. They're mm. over what ha- Like they've gotten over what happened. And so she's Time not, to move on. She's not jail bait anymore. Well, she's 18. Like yeah. It's... Well, Giles dropped that. She's 18. You know, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stop fluttering around. Yeah. She's 18 now. She can uh, knock herself out. Yeah, I guess. But he's still... Does he even work at the school? No, I don't. I don't <laughs> even know. What, I, I don't understand why Snyder hasn't been like, "Who the fuck is this British guy hanging around the library?" Well, he's a librarian, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> what you taking on an apprentice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one has ever said anything about this weird twenty-five-year-old guy hanging around. The is he, he meant to be twenty-five? I don't know. I'm ha- guessing he's yeah. about twenty-five. He's probably about that age, but well, he's younger than Cordy. <laughs> <laughs> she's like 30 now or 28 or something yeah yeah i don't yeah. really know how old he's supposed to be hmm. but he's i think he's, he's not much older than than uh the actress yeah uh, yeah well, he's not much older than the 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 class <laughs> <laughs> like the classmates like yeah. the actual act or as you said all the actors are much older than i think cordelia is like the eldest by far though yeah, she, yeah late 20s yeah <laughs> yeah 
but back to the Bangel breakup. Yeah, oh, the Bangel breakup. Yeah, well, was there much to say about it? It was pretty... Uh, you know what? So, you know, it does. it is that thing where everyone keeps telling Buffy what she wants. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Uh, so you had Joyce, fuck Joyce, for this scene. But again, I think the writers have a very had a very limited idea of what relationships can be mm-hmm. and that not all relationships have to involve sex. Oh, so, yeah, that was the thing. So they're not having sex. Is that trying to keep him with the moment of happiness? Yeah. Right. So they can't they can't be intimate. Yeah, well, maybe they can. Like, well, what's what's the limit on? Yeah, well, it's a little vague, that isn't it? Because it was a one moment of happiness, and you know he can turn into a vampire. But that's not really specific. When he has sex, he turns back mm. into Angel. Angel. Well, the whole thing is, is that he does have sex in the series Angel, and yeah. he doesn't turn back into Angel. But like, what if he like saw the latest trailer <laughs> of Star Wars or something? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What if he was just at a concert watching a really, really good band? Yeah. What if he <laughs> like, was like, I don't know, his team won the f- won the grand final or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the demons winning the grand final that'd make him pretty happy, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the happiest I've ever seen you, other than <laughs> when we had our firstborn son. Yeah. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> um. Yeah. And. I I just absolutely hate that Joyce intervenes in that. But moment. yeah, going back to that, they're right though. The thing is, they are. Are they right? Yes. Why are they right? Because you know, who wants to live forever? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, she will grow old and die, and he won't. So, where's the future in that? Yeah, she is also a slayer, so she possibly won't even live that long. So that's, uh, okay. <laughs> she already has a limited lifespan. She's going to die an early death anyway. So uh, she's not she's not going to want all of those very traditional patriarchal things of marriage, children. Yeah, but you it's pretty pessimistic to say that. It was like, well, you know, maybe I can date him because I'm going to die anyway. I mean, the, the well, goal she is was, she was she was just happy to be with him and spend time with him. Um, and also, we need the spin-off to happen. Yes. So pretty much, they break. Also, they've also forgotten about what's gone on in like Lovers Walk and Amends, where Buffy did actually try to break it off, and he was like, "I'm going to go kill myself." <laughs> <laughs> um, and she realised that they, you know, maybe they can have a relationship. Mm. What about my theory of turning him into a vampire and then? Getting a soul back, so oh, what it should be they, the ultimate or, weapon. Or what if they experiment sexually, doing other things, mm. and just have <laughs> just get Willow to reinsult him if anything goes wrong? So have her in the room, ready to go, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Gonna be kinky there now, isn't it? <laughs> just, just you know, have it ready there for like a you know little system in place that mm. it's like, whoopsie, we lost his soul again. Yeah, there's always a way around it, isn't it? There's always <laughs> there's always exploitation in the rule. The rule wasn't really never that definitive, and maybe just redo the spell, saying, uh, "Now you have your soul forever." Yeah, or maybe as Willow becomes a 
more powerful witch. We're talking about magic here. So, really, isn't it really kind of limitless on what you can do? Yeah. And stuff. So, just make a spell to where he has his soul forever and he can't lose it. Yeah. Well, as I said, maybe Willow can. Well, because it's not really a spell, it's a curse. That's the. Spell curse. We're getting into technicalities here. Yeah. So, maybe Willow could do a spell to. Put a spell on you. (laughs) Uh, To. Well, as she gets more and more powerful, she could work out a way to give him his soul without the nasty Mm. little. He loses it if he has a moment of true happiness. Hmm. But then we don't get to see Angelus again. <laughs> we love Angelus. Yeah. Unfortunately, Angelus as a character is a little bit too popular. So Yeah. And he's about to go into his own TV show and Angelus kind of has to make an appearance. That's <laughs> uh, what the fans are expecting. Yeah. Um, and that's also why Cordelia had to lose all of her money. They had to somehow get her to... LA. Yeah. <laughs> and working for Angel. Because if she has all of Daddy's money. Then there's no reason for her to leave. There's no reason for her to leave and mm. go to LA. Yeah. Um, she should be off at some other college. Mm. <laughs> um, so do they all go to college in the end? Do they leave school, go to college? Is that what happens after the season? Yeah, they um but they're at UC Sunnydale. And that's we in the last episode Willow has Decided to go yeah. there too. Yeah. Okay. So is it a different location or is it they changed it a little bit to make it look different? Oh, yeah. It's a different location. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and Ozzy's also with them. He's in college? Yeah. How do you get into college? He goes to college. Yeah. What's he studying? Getting a coolness degree? Probably like a <laughs> philosophy. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Some Nietzsche. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Mm. Something pretty deep and u- useless. <laughs> Jeez, you're harsh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look! Like I, I like I'm all for philosophy. I'm, I love philosophy, Mm. but as a career path, it's not really. Mm. It's it's one of those kind of things. Just really, sometimes some really wanky people. That's what you. (laughs) That's what they study is philosophy. Uh, Monsieur Jean-Paul Sartre, sir. Who? He's a philosopher, sir. He's an existentialist. Well, Sartre. We don't like existentialists around here. And we certainly don't like French philosophers poncing around in their black polo necks, filling everyone's heads with their theories about the bleakness of existence and the absurdity of the cosmos. Clear? <laughs> That's a little harsh, yes. <laughs> now, philosophy's good. We need it. We need to think outside oh, the no, box. Oh, no, we do. Like, as I said, but not as a career path. <laughs> Just don't, you can no, do it. Most... Just don't intend to make money from it. Yeah, and... Come on, have you ever met someone that studied philosophy that isn't kind of so far up their own ass? <laughs> it's a prerequisite, I think, to uh, to do to, to excel in it. I haven't met a single person that studied philosophy that I actually like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I think we've, okay, just, we've lost have, all I'm, our philosopher viewers now. I think no, no, it is like I mean, I you know me, I I, I actually really do. Love a philosophical debate. It's just the study of it <laughs> kind of <laughs> makes me cringe. It's a tr- it's a tricky one. Yeah. 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 Um. So anyway, I I I do think that their idea of a relation, like the writer's idea of a relationship, is 
very limited. Hmm. Because sex is not everything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and there's now, you know, terms like asexual, meaning you don't actually want to have sex. Like, you don't like having sex. But you may want a relationship with someone where you don't have sex. Yeah. Um, but there, you know, but there is still intimacy. And. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't understand what any of that means, but yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, I just think it's, it's a very limited idea of what a relationship is and that they can't have this meaningful relationship or a long meaningful relationship because they can't have sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I mean it's it's sort of oversimplifying that it, your relationship means nothing unless you're having sex. So, but I th- I think it was I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to defend this, but I really can't because mm. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, um, and Angel is kind of letting and they're, and, they're, and you're, they're making the decision for her, saying, "Oh, but you're gonna you know you're gonna want this, and I can't give it to you." So you know, see ya. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just making get rid of this freak show. All of these, all of these people making like you know, and Buffy's mum going in for the kill, pretty much. Yeah. Um, doesn't help matters because you also had so I think you had the mayor in the last episode, which planted the seed. Yeah. And then in this episode, you've got Joyce, <laughs> um, and you also had like Buffy, you know, doing that thing in relationships that freaks men out. Absolutely freaks them out. She wanted a draw. Oh, at his house. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "You're leaving should... stuff here." <laughs> yeah, she's gonna. You know, if she's gonna stay overnight, she might need a draw. Oh. And then she was talking about going to prom and all of that. And all of a sudden, mm. that's get. It's getting too serious. <laughs> she's getting too invested. <laughs> then he comes back the next day. Hey, you left your toothbrush at my house. <laughs> You must have forgotten it. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Yeah, he starts getting all uneasy when she's talking about going to prom and making all these plans for the future, and mm. then she might go to college, and then sometimes she'll—I think it was after prom—she just wanted to come back and spend some time with him. Mm. No, I think you're right. Yeah, it is—it is a bit messed up them doing that to her. Everyone yeah. else deciding that they—they they shouldn't be together, but yeah. it—it's it, always that thing of of the mortality. That you know will always outlast her. Well, except that she is not a normal girl. <laughs> she is a vampire slayer. She has a limited amount of time on the planet. Anyway, yes, I know. Yes, yeah. Like I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty it, sure it's really unlikely that any vampire slayer makes it past the age of 25. They are just in danger every single night. Yeah, they have children then. Also, also the fact that the the council literally put them through a process to try and kill them <laughs> when they turn eighteen. Surprise! <laughs> um, I kind of doubt that a lot of them pass that test. Mm. Like, and the fact was well, probably for their own good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so they. Right. But what I mean is, like, everyone's like, "This is for your own good," but she's she's kind of like she knows that her life is pretty much in danger. Mm. Constantly, the other thing is she's tried to have these normal relationships and realizes that it actually puts the normal people in danger being around her. True. So yeah. having a supernatural boyfriend is also a positive. A positive. Yeah. 
because they're not in danger. Hmm. They can handle themselves. That is also something that comes up in Angel when Angel might become a real boy in an episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real boy. He, get, he gets turned human yeah. by accident. And then because she's still the Slayer, um, he's like, oh, being human, I can't protect her. And goes back to being a vampire. Well, okay. <laughs> like it's time rewritten or some shit like that. Mm. And it's the most heartbreaking scene ever. Oh, did the wizards, I, the wizards did it? Oh, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate that they do, yeah, because it was ridiculous because it was everything that they both wanted mm. and then take uh, it away. It's just an excuse for the writers to keep them apart. I think that's the, you know, well, they won't, they. Yeah. When they're together, it's boring. When they're apart, <laughs> it's more entertaining. Yeah. All right. Um, Jared, did you go down any uh, rabbit holes? Well, uh, the actor who played the villain. Tucker. Tucker. Uh, so, Brad so you know that there's – I know that you've seen the, the later seasons with the three – there's three nerds. Oh, the three nerds, yes, yeah. Um, and Jonathan's one of them, yeah. Yeah, Jonathan's one of them. Um, Warren is another one. He hasn't been introduced yet. <laughs> I think we meet him next season. Um, the Tucker? Yes. I think they wanted to bring him into the trio, but I don't think they could get the actor. Yeah. Uh, so they bring in a character called Andrew, <laughs> who is Tucker's brother. Yeah. <laughs> I did read that. Yeah. Um. But the actor himself, um, most famous role, I'd Is say. Aladdin? Aladdin. The singing voice of Aladdin from mm-hmm. the Aladdin movies. Um, hadn't done much other than that, although a producer, he's done a lot a lot of producing and writing. So a lot of behind the screens, much similar to Danny Strong. Danny Strong, yeah. Uh, so that was quite interesting. Uh, written some episodes for Fringe. Which was a great show, actually. Recommend watching that show. I can't believe it finished nearly like... Oh, you were like saying f- something the other day. What were you saying before about yeah, persons tw- of interest? Uh, persons of interest. <laughs> I went down that rabbit hole too. Um, did you know there's a Passion of the Christ 2 meant to be coming out? <laughs> Resurrection. No. Uh, th- this no, sounds like... Oh, this no, sounds like bullshit, but I've, I've seen no, no, things... Uh, hell no. <laughs> uh, like the actor, that Henry... Caval? Caval, no. <laughs> something like no. that. Caval or something. Cas- yeah. uh, who played Jesus in that and was in Person of Interest. Uh, was given scripts. So scripts have been floating around for, I think, about 2016. Uh, and IMDb so has it as coming honestly, out as next I've year. I've honestly never watched the Passion I never saw the, the first one. I've only seen the South Park episode talk about <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, I've really had no interest of watching that. I don't know. Yeah, same. It's just I don't know. wasn't. I don't know. The book's better than the movie. <laughs> so that was the joke going around at the time. Yeah. So because um, I think it only just shows him getting beaten and whipped for like two and a half hours yeah. in speaking Aramaic. Yeah. <laughs> Aramaic. I, I don't know if I can even handle listening to that. La- I mean, it might be interesting from just to hear a language that's not spoken anymore. How it sounds, and you know. Uh, it sounds familiar to any other languages. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of like, how do they know what it sounds like? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> there might be some sort of Rosetta Stone or something like that. Mm, that was sort of 
uh, transcribed it uh, phonetically or something. Okay. And maybe most of it's just a best guess because it's probably close to some other languages, maybe Arabic or something like that. I, yeah. I don't know. I just guessed on that one because it sounds familiar. <laughs> it's just like a similar language. Uh, so that's him. Um, oh, and his name was Brad Kane, by the way. I don't, I don't know if I said that. I might have said that earlier. Oh, yeah. Had you seen this episode? No. I'm guessing no, not. No. <laughs> definitely, definitely hadn't seen this one. Yeah. Um, did we just want to get into question time? Yeah, I think we do. Answer the question. Okay, Jared. Which character was your favourite in this episode? I actually did like Wesley Wyndham Price in this episode. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go with Giles. Giles? Yeah, I loved his good dad. The way that he's so supportive of her when she when she's telling him about the breakup with Angel. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I think this involves like me taking you out for some sort of ice cream. <laughs> something, something like that. You know, he's just so supportive and mm, yeah. And yeah. He was, yeah. Yeah. Um which character do you love to hate? I didn't really have anything in here. I mean other than the villain guy, I guess. Tucker. He was barely in it. Like he, he, Yeah, so I imagine that he turned into like a trolling he's just a trolling incel these days. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it, it mean, as far as a character, like he had barely any screen time, like, yeah. and he only had like a couple of lines of dialogue. I know because I was rewatching it, I wanted to hear his voice. <laughs> so, does he sound like Aladdin? Um, so I know I I really didn't I really couldn't sort of pin someone down. I don't know. Cordelia was a bit nasty at the start, maybe. Um, the hell hounds. Okay. Pretty, yeah, yeah, the hellhounds. The hellhounds, I guess maybe. Yeah, I, I could. I just couldn't pick one to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I went with Tucker, but mainly because I think he got angry because he thinks girls owe him something. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, it just it's just kind of weak. Mm. But, you know, I mean, you, you love to hate He's someone who's. He's an incel. Yeah, but you love to hate a character who's doing shit that pisses you pisses you off. I mean, it did piss me off, but it just seemed a little forced that he. Oh, he just hates women. He doesn't yeah. hate women. He just oh, thinks he, that he deserves he want, something from yeah, women. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, kind of, I couldn't really find anything. I mean, like a, a villain's like a, you, you love to hate him, like, you know, but. Um, he was, and he, the other, the other person, uh, like, who comes in pretty close after Tucker is probably Joyce. Like, fuck her. Yeah, actually, I, yeah, go for Joyce. Uh, luckily, the, I think this is the end of her being a really horrible parent. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I think from here she on out. She gets some counselling or something. I think from here on out she gets screen. a bit better. Yeah, all right. What was the most memorable fight scene? I guess uh, Buffy fighting the hellhounds was pretty yeah, intense. The but the one in, in, the, uh, in the dress shop was pretty intense as well when it rips that guy apart. Yeah, I mean, you don't yeah. see anything, but it's quite suggestive that it's just mauled this guy to death. Yeah. Which is pretty, it do, it's it's done pretty well. That you don't see anything and you don't see any blood or you don't see any gore or anything. But the fact that it's up there and just snarling and just ripping at him, like, oh, that doesn't end well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I went the hellhounds in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like the NC, like where she kind of, it's on top of her and there's the guy standing there that she just saved and she just breaks. The it's neck, <laughs> and he's like, it's "Where's neck. the toilet? Oh, it's just down there." Yeah, 
<laughs> um, LOL moment. Enhance. <laughs> so Jared always has this issue when we're watching any any TV show. If they're watching a video and they they like enhance up, like super, zoom in, they like zoom in. Oh, it's like a trope now. Everyone makes fun of it. You know, I'm not the, I'm not the clever one, but. Uh, I like the fact that they were you know, making they, fun they, of her. They for zoom that. in. They like zoom in on a reflection in a mirror, on a video. <laughs> on a video. Yeah, enhance. Push the enhance button. <laughs> I know CSI were like really, really bad with it. Everything was just push the enhance button on the video, yeah, and, the, and the perfect clarity of this pixelated face would come up. Yeah, and, no, it's a perfect clarity of the reflection. <laughs> the reflection. <laughs> the reflection in glass, not a mirror in glass. Yeah. Um, and it's not pixelated or anything like it's that. It's just it's in between the alt and shift. There's the enhance button. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. isn't isn't the enhance button button like alt shift C alt, shift or something? E. <laughs> <laughs> or alt F4 F4. Try alt F4. See what happens. <laughs> um, yeah, and and yeah, and you have Xander going. It's just a regular. VCR. It's just a regular VCR. And he's like, oh, actually, I can go backwards. Like, he's like, go back a bit. And he's like, I can't. Oh, hang on. Yes, I can. <laughs> um, My favourite LOL moment is... What? <laughs> what is this? Well, we played this the other day. When the hellhounds hear that little bit... Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're like... So Buffy's trying to lure them away and they yeah. hear this song <laughs> and they just head straight for the gym. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's played at every single wedding prom. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty popular. 50th episode. <laughs> 50th episode. Oh, and, and give a shout out to Flatboy Slim. Song, yeah. the right here, right now song they played uh, at the gym yeah. as well, which is yeah. really popular at the time. Yeah, they were playing that everywhere in back in the day. Yes, there mm. were lots of good songs in this. Episode, yeah, there were actually. actually. Yeah, um, there's that beautiful version of Wild Horses, which 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 is pretty cool. They actually must have paid the rights to it or something to play them. It's a cover. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the Fat Boy Slim song isn't. Oh yeah, yeah, must have. So they must have. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of weird hearing that, isn't it? And they would have had to have played a cover, like a royalties for that song. Yeah, well. so do we now. <laughs> Checks in the mail. Yeah. Um, favorite scene. Well, as you were saying before, and I think you're going to say the same thing as me. The Jonathan giving the award scene, just the acknowledgement for all the hard work and dedication Buffy has done for Sunnydale. It was yes. uh, beautiful. Yeah. And all the lives she's saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to read this excerpt because, and I'm going to try not to cry because I'm like so sentimental, um, bless my sentimental little heart. (laughs) But you did. And it goes, we have one more award to give out. Is Buffy Summers here tonight? Did, did she, um, this is actually a new category. It's the first time ever. I guess there were a lot of write-in ballots. And, um, well, the prom committee asked me to read this. We're not good friends. 
Most of us never found the time to get to know you, but that doesn't mean we haven't noticed you. We don't talk about it much, but it's no secret that Sunnydale High isn't really like other schools. A lot of weird stuff happens here. <laughs> and then he's shouting out, zombies, hyena people. Schneider. Schneider. <laughs> Schneider. And people chuckle. But whenever there was a problem or something creepy happened, you seem to show up and stop it. Most of the people here have been saved by you or helped by you at some time or another. We're proud to say that the class of 99 has the lowest mortality rate of any graduating class in Sunnydale history. This is my job. And then he gives her a cute little umbrella with a little plug on it. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a very, very, very sweet moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your least favourite scene? I thought the dream scene was a bit, bit yeah. weird. I, I, I just didn't like the fact that Angel breaks up with her in the sewer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The day before prom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it seemed unnecessary, yeah. Mm. When you get to get dumped on in the sewer. Actually, that makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah, being dumped in a sewer. Yeah, it does make, yeah, <laughs> makes perfect, perfect sense. Whoops. It rhymes, it's like poetry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will go back to I hate Joyce going to Angel's house. How does she even know where he lives? <laughs> well, she looked him up in the phone book, obviously. Well, she didn't have. She, she was saying that she couldn't find his number. Or maybe he just didn't have his number in the phone book. <laughs> address in there. Does he even have a phone? No, no one has phones in this. Yeah. Oh, they have house phones. Yeah. Yeah. Do people have mobile phones at this time? Oh yeah. I know I did. But I I know they weren't as popular in America as they were in Australia. I remember having an exchange student stay with me once. And she was taken aback by how popular mobile phones were. She was like, you know, people still use beepers. It's maybe uh, like 96, 97 or something like that maybe. Mm. Maybe a little earlier, yeah. So a lot of people had phones then. Of course, everyone was just doing tricks and just calling each other. <laughs> I think when I say it wasn't as common, I think like for, you know, it was the more teenage, of a ho- Or teenagers. Well, not teenagers, but you know, adults, but like middle class people using it, you know, as opposed to like, you know, high business people or something like that would always have mm. phones. And we had a car phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was always a novelty using it. It was like my dad would get the car phone and call someone. We all waited in anticipation as the, as the phone was ringing and then they would answer. We're like, hi, we're on the car phone. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so my dad, though we didn't have, technically we didn't have a car phone, but he had somehow turned one of his, my dad had a million bloody CB radios, fire radios, you name it, in the car. It was embarrassing. Hmm. <laughs> like There were so many antennas and aerials coming off the car. It was ridiculous. But it was it was his hobby. Yeah, <laughs> just listen that. to the radio. He, he loved he loved his CB. He loved his radios, the fire radio. He loved his fire radio or the or the police scan. Yeah, <laughs> he liked listening. I remember to the like you talking to him and something would buzz on, and he'd sort of like quickly turn his head and like like listening to what what's going on. 
Oh, it was a fire down oh, the road. Oh, he used to like the police scanner because it did mean it was pretty much used to fight, like if there was any accidents or anything on the freeways and stuff, he'd just avoid those areas mm. on his way home. It's funny, the police scanners, I did know someone uh, who was right into police scanners. He used to work for like a, a camera crew for a, for a TV news station. I can't remember which one. And uh, it was something they used to always listen to to find out where accidents and things are happening. He actually heard me on the, on the scanner once. <laughs> a cop had pulled me over and had done a scan on me or something like that. And he ended up telling my dad, oh, I heard your dad, got, uh, your son got pulled over the other day. It was the weirdest thing because um, he recognized my name. <laughs> and he was, he was a bit of a weirdo, that guy, actually, now I think about it. But uh, yeah, he said but it was addictive. Like he said, he he really got into it. Like the the things you would hear on there are just you know some you know pretty full on stuff apparently. So he yeah uh, he was right into listening to the scanners. So it's yeah. like I think yeah. I think a hobby a lot of people do. Yeah. So mm. Dad had somehow managed to turn one of the radios he could make phone calls on. Oh wow. Yeah. So he used to use that mm-hmm. to call from the car, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. And I just, I remember there was always a weird, it, th- though it, it had like this weird pause thing that would always happen, which was kind of off-putting. Hmm. So I could always tell when he was using it. Yeah. And surprisingly great coverage, i got to say, for the car phone. We, when we did our drive from uh, Melbourne to Brisbane and we had coverage pretty much all the way up there. On okay. the, on the Yeah, on the car phone. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, except for the fact that I think they used to set up the towers all the way along. Or the, on the freeways, yes, yeah. <laughs> but even freeways. so, I mean, you're driving in the middle of absolute nowhere, so mm. you know, still had a phone, so that was something. Okay. All right, back to Moving it. Moving on, back to Buffy. <laughs> back to it. Um, uh, favorite quote. Uh, my favorite quote is a conversation between Anya and Xander. Anya says, I know you find me attractive. I've seen you looking at my breasts. And Xana replies, nothing personal. But when a guy does that, it just means his eyes are open. Yes. <laughs> um, True story. Yeah, I like, I like Giles going, for God's sakes, man, she's 18 and you have the emotional maturity of a blueberry scone. Just have at it, would you? And stop fluttering about. Come on, quickly. <laughs> Good old Giles. Yeah. <laughs> to Wesley. Um, and best Cordelia freakout moment. Oh, when she finally confesses that everything that's happening to you, I'm guessing you've got it too. Yeah. It's the, I have nothing, okay? No dresses, no cell phone, no car. Everything has been taken away because daddy made a little mistake on his taxes. For the last 12 years. <laughs> yes, I have the exact same one. Yeah. <laughs> Knew I should have put another one there. I should have done the, oh, hang on, it's the, oh, we're going to go to April Fool's. And she's like, don't shop there. Don't go there. I shop there. <laughs> <laughs> um, who gets the wooden spoon? Uh, guess Tucker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Tucker. Mm. Same. Yeah. Who's the MVP of the episode? I did. I've written down Jonathan Levinson on this one. Really? Yeah. I. Uh, I although I think you're going to say Giles. No, no. no I'm going to go with Buffy because she even gets 
a little reward. Yeah. She actually gets the wooden. She actually gets her MVP award. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's fine. <laughs> she's physically given. <laughs> she's given. She's the actually award. been given the MVP award. Hmm. Um. Yeah. What do you rate this episode out of ten? I gave it five flaming wedding dresses. <laughs> out of ten. Oh, if we're going to do a dresses theme. <laughs> <laughs> How about eight out of ten pink taffeta dresses that don't match my complexion? <laughs> That's something that Giles said. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay, you have to clear out, clarify that one for me. It's like, I can't wear chenille. I'll have to, yeah. I cannot wear pink taffeta as it doesn't match my complexion. Hmm. Yes. So, we're coming to the final next episode is a double. A double episode. So, does that mean? That's the double final. Finale. Does that mean we have to do a double finale for us, I guess, doesn't it? Is that the that's the rule? Yeah, we do. So, and that'll so be got three one. seasons finished after three next week. Three seasons. Down. Wow. I can't believe it. I've come this far. Yep. You've got me this far. (laughs) I managed to get you this far. Can I convince you to go further? Oh, we'll see next week. All right. We'll (laughs) see what happens. Uh, I think I've been more than patient uh, with three seasons of Buffy. There were some other things I would like to discuss. Well, I think we had been talking about some options. Yes, options. Maybe we can break it up in between some other reviews we do of some of our favorite films and or something else in there, in the, in yeah, there I think. Yeah, I liked the idea of us doing, like, the movies that me and Jared have just watched way too many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The movies that we can recite word for word. It's really annoying heart. when people do that, isn't it? <laughs> Except that we do it all the we time. We do it all the time, yeah. And mm-hmm. And these are the movies that we can do it, and it doesn't piss, we don't piss each other off when we do it. So, <laughs> did it annoy you when I was watching Point Break the other night? No, no, of course not. Never, <laughs> never, Eddie. Nothing you ever do, you ever do pisses me off. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to wrap this episode up, Eddie. I think we sure are. All right, so I hope you have enjoyed listening to us. We are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared, and I'm Edwina. And you can find us on. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There is a Facebook group and you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. And look, guys, if you really want to support us, just send us a like. That helps us so much. A share, anything like that can help algorithms make us come up more. Anything you can do, please help us. I'm your only hope. (laughs) You're our only hope. (laughs) 